the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black. Your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You know that I like to mix my metaphors. You know that I like to stretch my legs. That's right, Jack. And talk about some bigger picture issues. Apple has a quarter that Wall Street goes, eh, we've seen better out of you. And we didn't hit our exact number of phones sold. And we're angry at you about that. Frankenstein's on the loose, right? So whether it's China or whether it's the number of phones, whether it's margins, uh, whether it's the fact that Apple really did okay in October when other tech stocks got swacked and hit and beat up and knocked up and uh, see there there you go there's the mixed metaphor knocked up I just got Apple pregnant so when other tech stocks were getting impregnated by the market which they weren't getting impregnated by the market they're getting knocked around not knocked up but knocked around. When the other stocks were, they weren't. So maybe this is just the market saying it wasn't really that bad of a quarter. It's just it's your turn to get knocked around. So, so when they have a bad quarter or they have a quarter that disappoints, I instantly go, I feel a little less wealthy. And when I feel a little less wealthy, what am I less likely to do? Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Good morning. Let's see if his mic's working. His mic is working. Oh, that's a first. Woohoo. <laughs> So if I'm feeling less confident about my Apple wealth, what am I less likely to do? Spend money. Yeah, spend money. Go out and get a mortgage, get a second house, make another baby, um, get someone knocked out, <laughs> so not knocked around, so to speak. That gets a lot more expensive, sure. It's a lot more expensive. So Apple doesn't have the greatest quarter. Now, what, uh, th- this isn't going to be systemically bad, and like suddenly they're not going to fire like Every one of their new headquarters is out of a job. And that big retail apartment complex that's going up across the street, no longer going to be built. It's not that dramatic, but it is a step in that direction, so to speak. Um, but it's, it doesn't mean we're going there. But that's the, one of the fears that I have is that 
<laughs> something happens to Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. Um, I drive by those companies every day. And when I drive by, I'm driving by parking lots full of people and parking lots full of people are parking lots full of people with mortgages and parking lot full of people with mortgages are supporting housing values uh, with supply and demand issues, so to speak. As far as stocks are concerned, it's people using those for down payments. We, we definitely see that. But most of the people that are, I mean, they're, they're not going, oh, you know, the stock's at 207, um, but I can only buy a house if it's at 220. We don't we don't have anybody like that. I don't think anybody they can consider saying, um, you know, we can sell it and, you know, we can take some of the profits and, and we feel fortunate. But most people that are buying houses are um, they really do plan it out. It's it's not just a, a whim. Um, so if it's a year earlier and they plan on buying a house and they're fortunate to see a you know a stock price go up, that's that's great. It means maybe they can put more down payment um, right now. Uh, I think we're seeing two parts of the market work together. We're seeing the stock market kind of level out, correct, correct itself as far as rates are concerned and valuations. And we're seeing home prices, especially in the higher ends, kind of slow down a little bit more inventory hitting the market. I know you've seen it. You're seeing more for sale signs out there. Um, and people are thinking maybe this is where I need to sell and, and take the gains and, you know, cash in on that winner. And, um, and it's working out for some people to be able to make it's slowing down, which gives people more opportunity to to plan. But as far as a company just disappearing or relocating, um, you know, of course, that could be disastrous for a lot of people and businesses that planned on on having that kind of revenue. Um, but I, I don't see it happening. I mean, you, you talked earlier about how people are. Our, um, well, our, our ecology is pretty diverse, too. It's like, incredibly diverse. If you look at IBM and Amonk, New York, having your headquarters in Amonk, New York, probably means if you ever move your headquarters, which Boeing once did from Pacific Northwest to Chicago, you would impact housing prices, if not on a local level, like Hershey once. He owned Hershey, uh, Pennsylvania. And he basically built all the houses in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And he told his workers, like, hey, come here and you get housing and I'll take it from your paycheck. And then suddenly they became not, not indentured servants. I have to be politically correct. They basically, and I can't say the word slave, they basically owed everything to their boss. And that became a bit of a problem. And the housing never really went anywhere because it, it was a one-trick town. Well, diversity definitely helps the Bay Area um, more than I think most people think. It's, uh, I mean, yeah, you could you could lose some of the you know the micro economies and you know those small businesses might not be as busy and that translates and trickles down. But you know, most of the people that own homes now have owned them. Like I think it's like twenty five. It's some weird number that twenty five percent of people who own homes now have owned them in the last ten years. But that that leaves seventy five percent of the other people who voted for longer. Um, so the people are staying in their houses longer, a lot longer, and, yeah, and especially seniors. Uh, especially seniors were living longer. Uh, people have locked in them, themselves. You can't rebuy your house, uh, so a lot of people are locked into their house with the low interest rate and uh, you know low tax basis here in California, Prop thirteen. So you have this this that'd be an interesting concept <laughs> of taking your mortgage with you. It, it would be, yeah. When you sell your home, if you could keep the rest of your mortgage and apply it to a new home, because you've already qualified for it, but the home, I guess, didn't qualify for it, and that's what the banks really want. Yeah, that's the the home is the collateral. So. I know. I just I had a <laughs> had a childhood six year old dream just for a do second. The, just do the paperwork, and you'll you'll be done. You're you're moving the same amount of equity. You know what I saw yesterday? This was cute. I saw a firefly in, in the Bay Area. I'm like, I haven't seen fireflies yeah. since the East Coast. This is crazy. And it was just it was shooting straight up in the air, shooting straight up in the air. And I was like, it's beautiful. I, I miss fireflies. It was hot ashes. 
Oh, <laughs> someone was barbecuing in their backyard, and hot ashes were going up. I'm like, that's gonna burn everything down. The whole city's gone. And um, it went from a beautiful thought to a horrible thought. Oh, somebody flicked a cigarette out their window the day on the way down. I, I I haven't seen that since the East Coast. You know, 20 years ago, um, I was kind of irresponsible of them. So Robert Schiller wrote a nice little piece this week, and I like Schiller. And again, you don't have to agree or disagree. You just have to have some positives and negatives of people you read, the flags that they say. And he says, the sharp slowdown in housing market has led to worries of a repeat of the subprime mortgage of 2007, 2008, and how housing really took a, a, a crushing blow. And I got my house. It's, it's 100% more expensive now than it was then because it's subprime mortgages. And it wasn't a subprime mortgage house. It wasn't a problem. But all this subprime mortgages helped crash the whole housing market, so to speak. That's well, that's, that's his whole argument is that we didn't we we don't have that kind of environment right now. We still have the same housing and we still have the same peaks. Um, you know, we we've, we've hit new peaks earlier this year in the Bay Area, eight seventy five, and I think May and June uh, were the eight, uh, the high peaks, and now it's down to eight hundred fifteen thousand median home price. So we we are seeing the higher end come down a little bit, but uh, because of the type of mortgages and the qualifications that people have gone through, who have either bought or refi- the owners that have refinanced are on very good mortgages and low interest rates. So that snowball effect of hey, my neighbors going on. I mean, I'm seeing home prices go down. It's just not going to happen. Um, so he, he feels that spreading, you know, throughout the whole United States as, as far as the housing market is concerned. I And I've, I've been talking about this for, I, and I follow Robert Schiller. I, I love him as well. I think he's um, pretty level-headed. He's written some great, great books, and I, I highly recommend people who are interested in real estate or stocks or investing in, in general to, you know, pick them up. We don't care about your recommendations. I know you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although last week you asked you, me what can I... Can you please tell me about what type of donut you like? Do you like powdered uh, sugar donuts? No, I, I, I tried this. No, I, I, I go with the old-fashioned. I'm an old-fashioned guy. Like I said, we don't care. So it's Tony Mendez. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He does all my mortgages. Um, and we talk about mortgages pretty much so two or three times a week. There was never supposed to burn out. Started a band that was cool. Now, chatting with Coach Sendak, your Santa Clara Broncos basketball report. It's now time for checking with our partners at Santa Clara Basketball for this week's chat with Coach Sindek. Here's the voice of the Broncos, Anthony Passarelli with Coach. All right, I'm here with Santa Clara men's basketball coach Herb Sindek for our weekly chatting with Herb segment brought to you by Heffernan Insurance Brokers. Heffernan Insurance, because you're different. Heffernan, proud partner of Santa Clara Athletics. Uh, Coach, our first visit uh, of the season, our Wednesday morning sessions uh, comes uh, about midway through the non-conference schedule or a little bit more. And the big news for the Broncos Coming into that non-conference schedule, two games in, you lose your point guard, uh, senior guard uh, KJ Fagan. How has the team adjusted, relying on a freshman like Trey Wirtz and another guard uh, in his first year with the program, Taj Eady? Well, we're still very much a work in progress because we've actually lost four players um, for the season, if not significant per- periods of time. Uh, three of whom. You know, have started for us, and a, and a fourth player who potentially could have. So, um, it's really uh, shortened our bench, especially at the guard position, and it's it's required some guys to play positions that they weren't expecting to play. So we've kind of had to slot over a little bit. 
Let's talk a little bit about uh, Taj Edey. He's in his first year, but he redshirted last year after transferring. Uh, what kinds of things does he bring to the team in terms of just being confident and calm on the ball and uh, helping the players around him? Well, you know, he, he's a very quick uh, athlete, um, and he can, he can certainly uh, score the basketball. And uh, been really uh, pleased for the most part with his on-ball defense, and uh, I think he's uh, really gotten off to a tremendous start this season. Broncos return Josip Vrankic, who uh, is going to offer a lot in terms of uh, uh, scoring and rebounding, but also a first-year player in Josh Martin, who's a grad transfer from Cal Poly, who has had an effective time rebounding for the Broncos and, and also leading, uh, by example, for the other forwards. Yeah, and when you say that, you know, you, your lead-in with Josip, you know, reminds, reminds us that he's the only player on our entire roster that played last year. And uh, Josh Martin, although he's an older guy, uh, it's his first year with us, uh, and he's just been tremendous on the backboard. You know, his rebounding is consistent, something we can count on game in, game out. And then I wanted to ask you to go back uh, when you were out of school, whether it be high school or college, did you get an opportunity to come out and watch basketball games, whether it was local college or high school, like maybe some fans in the Bay Area might have a chance to come out and watch the Broncos on this homestand? I've always been watching basketball, whether it was a break or not. I've, I've spent my whole life in the gym and, and never needed an excuse uh, to go there. I just, you know, have always loved basketball. My dad was a coach. And so I've been, if, you want to look it up, if you were looking for me, you can find me in the gym. <laughs> Listen to our chat with uh, Coach Herb Sendick every Wednesday at 820, brought to you by Heffernan Insurance, specializing in business and personal insurance, financial services, and employee benefits. Find them at hefins.com. And, Coach, uh, we thank you as always. Broncos take on Mississippi Valley State on Thursday, tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Thanks again. Thank you very much. In Beijing time, China's vice premier and the U.S. secretary, U.S. Treasury secretary, chit-chatted via phone to discuss roadmap for the next stage of trade talks. And this is a massive press release. Does it mean trade talks are done? No. It means that it's a press release. Does it mean that they won't get done? No. Um, But Donald J. Trump, at the real Donald Trump, said very productive conversations going on with China. Watch for some important announcements. Um, Okay. It's tough for me to get on the radio and say, okay, watch for some important announcements coming. It just doesn't sound right. CBS is holding its annual shareholder meeting in New York City today after rescheduling the event twice due to Leslie Moonves. Chairman and CEO, former chairman and CEO, company most recently reported quarterly results at the beginning of November and beat expectations, but they're having a problem lining up this media event because Les Moonves keeps coming up in the news, and it's not for good reasons for CBS. Elsewhere out there, and there's a lot of stories out there today, um, as far as like uh, big picture stuff, no, there's not a lot of economic data for us to drill down into. Um, so a lot of the headlines are like CBS is delaying their annual shareholder meeting. You know, shareholder meetings are kind of brutal. Sometimes people get up and go, like at an Apple event, Tim Cook, why haven't you invented a talking phone? And he's like, we, we have Siri, we have a talking phone. 
okay, well, I'll sit back down. So people get up and like start screaming questions, and CBS doesn't really want any of that. Um, so that's out there. Uh, but shareholder meetings are something if you can ever get a chance to go to, you should. It's almost like if you ever get a chance to vote, you should. Uh, you should, certainly shouldn't miss it. Warren Buffett is the king of investing. And we're going to pay attention to his fourth quarter, early, fourth quarter earnings call. Um, coming up, will he say that he owns shares of Apple or has he sold shares of Apple? Is he down on shares of Apple? What will he say? <clears throat> he tends to be a pretty do a pretty good job of disclosing. And if you followed Warren Buffett, you may not do as well as Warren Buffett because he discloses 30 days after the fact. Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Coca-Cola, America Express, um, all his largest holdings, Apple, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Coca-Cola, America Express, not having a good quarter. So those five stocks have fallen, you know, 18 plus billion dollars. Um, so you look at Apple and they've gone from a trillion to $800 billion market cap. And you start going, okay, I wonder how Warren's doing. I wonder like what he's going to say. I wonder if he's buying. I wonder if he's selling because again, you kind of get, you can kind of, uh, I'm not going to say gain an advantage, but he's not, he's not, it's not like following an eighth grade class of of eighth graders who are buying and selling stocks. It's not crazy what he says, you know? I don't know if that makes any sense. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there, seeing if it sticks, right? Um, Google hired today, and Google's in the news a lot for the wrong reasons these days. Their employees don't like the, uh, Google's management dealing with China's government. They're like, why are you dealing with those people? Um, they're not very nice people. Google's ma- uh, management is having a problem with employees talking about sexual harassment issues at work. So Google's in the news today, and it's not necessarily bad news. The stock is actually moving higher. But they, too, are managing kind of, I want to say a crisis. Facebook is in a crisis. Apple's in a China crisis. The market, like, there's something going on there, right? Um, And then there's a, a tie to China, and China wants to tell Canada, hey, you can't extradite our citizens to america there's it's kind of a crisis out there but at the same time it feels like it's more the norm i'm rob black talking all things financial money investing and more find me online at rob black show twitter rob black show youtube rob black show Comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
Today's last day to get a Whopper at McDonald's. Whoa. I hate that story. I know you're saying Whopper at McDonald's. Something's wrong. So Burger King's trying to push their app, and then the way they're doing it is get you get a McDonald's and turn the app on, and it'll look at your GPS, and it'll say, whoa, he's in McDonald's. He can get a Whopper for a penny. Do we really need penny Whoppers? It's a question. And what's what's surprising to me is I did the story, you know, 12 days ago on the television station that I work with. And everyone in the studio was wildly excited about a penny Whopper that you can get and put in your belly. And I'm like, okay, so I'm the wrong audience for this this story, per se. And then I see today you can get 12... Krispy Kreme Donuts on the 12th of December today. It's the day of the dozens. I know you're saying um, the day of the dead? No, 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 no. The day of the dozens. With any purchase of any dozen donuts, you can get a dozen of the chain's original glazed donuts for a buck. There's a limit of two deals per, per, per customer. So you want to be the, the party hero? Show up with 24 donuts and see who dies first. You were your boss of jealousy. Um, yeah, I don't quite get some of these deals. Uh, December 12th is also, oddly enough, National Ambrosia Day. I'm like, Ambrosia? Is that, what is Ambrosia? Like, I don't quite know what Ambrosia is. I'm like, is that uh, something you slip in someone's drink to get them kind of like toasty? No. Um, Today is also December 12th. It's National Dingling Day. I don't know what to say to that. It's also Gingerbread House Day. And it's also Point Set a Day. So I'm kind of imagining somewhere out there. Somewhere out there. Someone works at a poinsettia foundation and said, what day can we make national poinsettia day? And somehow people give them money. Maybe it's florists. Maybe it's, I don't know. But for some reason, it's national poinsettia day. We got too many freaking fracking days in this world. In my opinion. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. We can talk about Krispy Kreme when mm. they give a dozen donuts oh, away yes. for free. If you buy a dozen donuts or a dozen donuts for a buck, if you buy a dozen donuts, to me that screams of publicity, right? you got to be really, really careful on publicity. Um... In my opinion, just you got to kind of learn what, when a company's telling you it's a press release versus when a company's telling you, you know, hey, here's our numbers. All we are asking is give peace a chance. Comments from President Donald Trump over trading the rest of Huawei technology CFO lift U.S. stocks today. Woo! There's some peace overtures coming from China. Nice. 
Can the gains last? Can we get to our Santa Claus rally? Who knows? Theresa May, Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, faces a leadership challenge. She may be out. Um, My personal opinion is I don't care. So I look at the euro, 10, 11, 12, 13 nations as a group now, and not so much as the United Kingdom. They're just not as as important um, as taking a look at something like China. So she faces a leadership challenge. Cowpers. I think you're saying CalPERS. Let me think about CalPERS for a second. California Public Employees Retirement System. It's a big, big pension fund. So if you work for the state of California, you participate in the CalPERS retirement fund, right? Um, They say, no, we will not invest in tobacco. No, tobacco. Tobacco is bad. Tobacco causes cancer. Tobacco is... Uh, it ruins the world. It makes people's teeth yellow. Oh, I love the smoker laugh. Gets me every time. When I try to do it, it makes me cough. Um, so they say no to tobacco, right? But listen to this height of hypocrisy. Calpers is willing to say yes to marijuana. Oh, well, that's interesting, right? All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Matthew McGuire. <laughs> he likes playing bongos. So they do a third quarter filing because that's the calendar year that they're on. And, and they're, they have a position in Tilray. Now, that's important because, A, it's a big fund. And big buys big, right? It's the largest pension fund in the United States. I I think there's some hypocrisy of saying no to tobacco, but yes to marijuana. And it just goes to show you, like, hey, you know, they're trying to beat the market. They're trying to stay ahead of the market. They're trying to be the market. In 2000, Calper sold its position in tobacco stocks and imposed a limited ban on investing in tobacco-related companies. So you got 19 years on that, right? They say that they missed out on $3 billion in returns through 2014 because they didn't invest in tobacco. Whoa. Um, CalPERS could have used that for sure because as of last year, it had $138 billion unfunded liability. Now stop and think about that for uno momentero. You work for the state of California for your whole life. You're expecting to get some sort of set return in retirement, right? But they're $138 billion short. And one of the reasons they're short is because they said, we we said no to tobacco. Tobacco stocks generally kick out a big old dividend. Um, in general. Not always, but in general. So CalPERS has recommended removing all restrictions against investing in tobacco 2016. So they kind of flip-flopped, right? Um, Investing in tobacco would pit CalPERS portfolio against the financial and physical well-being of its members in the rest of California. That's the the issue, but there's a loophole, right? Now, they can hire third-party fund managers to help with their 
need a massive, massive retirement fund. And the third-party people can do whatever they want. So Tilray isn't CalPERS' only exposure to marijuana. They have 587,000 shares of Constellation Brands, ticker symbol STZ. Now, Constellation Brands, if you look at it, they do beer, wine, and spirits. And they, too, have taken a big stake in marijuana by investing into canopy growth, ticker symbol CGC. I'm not an expert, but everything sh- is showing me at this point in time that canopy growth is basically they're, they're, they're producing a commodity. Now, what's interesting about this is marijuana is a commodity. It's a plant, right? You can grow marijuana almost anywhere. So I hear if you have a, a warm home and the right light, you can grow marijuana in your home. So there's a little bit of question about canopy growth. Like, yeah, they're going to be massive weed farmers, per se. So if you ever thought about investing in corn, you're like, whoa, I get it. Corn is subject to pressures that commodities sometimes fall into. The weather. So bad weather, drought could lead corn to spike in price next year, but drop in price this year is you have to harvest everything and kind of kill the plant, per se. You're like, whoa, same thing with marijuana? What's interesting is canopy growth is based out of Canada. And if you know anything about Canada, it's kind of like a cold Arctic tundra. It's not exactly known for its Maui Waui, which is lush tropical jungle, right? Maui. Can we call it jungle? Or am I being too, too, too mean? That's where you want to grow weed, Maui. Not necessarily Canada, but it is what it is. So you think Hawaii will jump on the marijuana bad wagon at some point? Because they, 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 got, they got the brand, right? Maui Waui. Um, and for the record, I like Hawaii. I, I, there's parts of Hawaii that I don't like. Like being a tourist in Hawaii. It's just not fun, right? It's, it's, well, it's fun. It's relaxing. But you kind of feel like you're getting a nickel dime. Or, you know, you're like, every steak on the island is $50? Yep. <laughs> and fish is, like, you kind of feel taken when you get to Hawaii. That's terrible. Oh, that's terrible. And you know what? I never need to do another luau in my life. Ever, never, ever, never. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Saturated with Imagine Dragons. Maybe. Are we oversaturated with owning winners like Amazon? Maybe. 
Stock's been on a tear this year. And one analyst says 2019 will be a good year for for Amazon. In a report today out of Cohen, John Blackledge says Amazon is the firm's best bet in 2019. Now you're like, well, I kind of feel like it's already run. I kind of miss that train. Kind of miss that boat. Like a house on a hill, I remember you. Amazon's kind of got that that kind of beautiful image in your head, right? Like, I wish I would have owned that stock. If only I'd owned that stock. I would have been cool. I would have been loved. Women would have fallen for me. Men would have bought me drinks. But I didn't buy Amazon. And one analyst is saying you can buy Amazon and make money in 2019. Fentanyl has overtaken heroin as the deadliest drug. Dun, dun, dun. Synthetic opioid. Responsible for killing 18,000 overdoses in 2016. So, fentanyl, I know you're saying, can I invest in fentanyl? I don't know. That's not the point. Let's talk about Amazon. Back to Amazon, right? Like a house on a hill, you remember how great it was, and you're like, if only I had bought it. And one analyst is saying, it's got 37% upside in 2019. And you're like, 37%? Well, let's, let's, let's go figure that out, John. If I put my money in the bank, $1,000 in the bank, I'll earn less than 1%. Or I can put my money in Amazon and become an owner of the company and get 37%. So it says one analyst, right? This year... 2018. I know you're saying, when I was a young boy, I didn't think 2018 was ever going to happen. But here it is. It's 2018. It's up 41% this year. And one analyst sees it up another 37% next year. Now, again, I don't know. I I don't want to make fun of addictions. Some people are addicted to Krispy Kreme donuts. I get it. But how about being addicted to outperformance, right? Is there a little bit of behavioral finance in this story? Maybe. The analyst says the company has market share gains ahead of itself. In apparel and grocery. So they can pick up business in apparel and grocery. And I kind of agree with that. The analyst also goes as far as to say that Amazon not only has gains ahead of itself in apparel, I gotta, I gotta get more socks. I gotta get more socks. But the company also has significant international growth opportunities. Interesting, right? You're like, oh, I did not know that. People in Chile want to order on Amazon. Can't they just go to the Amazon? Um, A little geography joke, right? Never works. It always falls dead. But the analyst says apparel growth, grocery growth, international growth. These are things you're looking for. The ability to open up. The ability for Amazon to maintain its web services dominance. Right? Right? Web services. 
Amazon Web Services Uno Numero. Or Numero Uno. I don't know which you put it in front of it or behind it. I don't know. But they also have growth in advertising. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm a little put off by the advertising. Not to the point that I'm willing to quit Amazon, because I can't quit you. I can't quit you. But the advertising is a little putting off, right? I can't quit you, though. So it's interesting, because like, I, I see more advertising on Facebook, and it, it does turn you off, right? And you go, wait, wait, aren't I paying Amazon a subscription service? But that's prime delivery, right? That's for delivery, not necessarily excludes advertising. And you're like, oh, would I pay extra to exclude the advertising? Maybe. But see, what's interesting about Amazon is if I need socks, I got size 14 feet. You know what they say about big feet, right? Big shoes, big oh, socks. My, my, my. So my socks, if I buy men's large socks, size 12, they don't fit. I needed to go like freakish side size. Um, I know you're going. Where's this go story going? First thing I check, I, I, I search Amazon for socks, and I, I see my orders in the past that socks that I've gotten I've liked. Done. But then there's like some advertising thrown in there now, and you're like, ooh, these socks are pink and pretty and furry. Maybe I'll go that direction. And it's it's brought to you advertisement by pink furry socks, right? But it is a little putting off. But it's still not kind of a, a prime impediment, per se. Oh, listen, look at my look at me and my, my use of Amazon Prime and Prime. <laughs> um, so you get further penetration. And I think Amazon's doing everything right. And what's interesting about Amazon, they seem to figure out ways of invading other people's territory. And... That's a good thing. If you could invest it in the, uh, was it the Mongols? I, I don't know. If you could invest it in some sort of crazy tribe that like plundered Asia and Europe, there's business in that, right? And Amazon's plundering at this point in time. They're plundering other businesses. I don't think the analyst is wrong about 2019 because I think Amazon's going to pull some rabbits out of their hat and say, hey, we'll do drug delivery. Hey, we'll do food delivery. Hey, We'll buy a delivery company like Lyft. They'll do something special in 2019. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Money investing more. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.